Are you looking to level up your author business? Are you pounding your head against a wall, wondering what your next step should be? Then join me, Daniel Wilcox. And me, Sasha Black, as we haul ass each week in a bid to level up. Level up. Come along for the ride as we delve deep into the business of writing, craft, entrepreneurship, and every level of the author journey. This is the Next Level Author Podcast. Hello Achievers and welcome to episode number 78 of the Next Level Authors Podcast, the podcast where we hold each other to account and track our step-by-step progress as we level up our author business. And I didn't even read that one. My name is Daniel Wilcox and here with me some weeks and hopefully all the weeks. Starbucks Black? Starbucks Black, that's what you're going with. <laughs> Starbucks Black. Why not? <laughs> trying to think of something clever with Penelope, but it's too early in my morning for that. Yeah. <clears throat> Other hey, doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I am actually good. I'm a lot better than I was last week. Good, good. You're giving it some of it to me, so thank you. What? <laughs> um <clears throat> yeah. Oh, is this the how how has your week been bit? Is yeah. Where we're at? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, that's generally like we normally say hi and then it's like, how are you? So that's yeah, kind of okay. where we're at now. Yeah. Yeah, I clearly <laughs> haven't had enough caffeine. Um yeah, so how am I? Um, I am like a thousand miles ahead of where I was last week. So I paid for a one-to-one coaching session with on a straight on strengths, of course, it was strengths. And like they are voodoo magic, brain magic. Like it is amazing shit. It's like pouring crack into your brain. Um <clears throat> highly recommended, by the way. <laughs> yeah, less crack, more strengths coaching. Um, no, I like I am in love with strengths. I am in love with the the stuff that it does for my brain. So where where am I at? What has happened? Okay, so like the reason I'm so deliriously happy is because I have been shutting down projects. So obviously it's been a very long um, period of too many tracks open and it's definitely been a lesson learned. I am not going to do that again. Um, I, I will probably always manage multiple projects, but not at the level that I'm at now. Um, so that's the number one thing. And um, we'll go into what I've shut down, I'm sure, as we go through. Um, and so the other thing is I'm having a lot of fun saying no. And I finally found the joy of no, which I don't think I've ever experienced before. But like now I have a goal and a thing that I really want to do, like saying no has become a lot easier. And um, I have learned that I am one of these people that needs a why. Why am I doing the thing? Not everybody needs that. I also learned that. I thought everybody had a why, but they don't. And that's okay. Um, But yeah, I am somebody who absolutely needs a why, um, including why am I finishing this book? Why am I working on that series? Why am I running this podcast? Why um, should I, I don't know, why should I reply to this email? Like, but because I have such a big why for a big project that I'm not talking about yet, um, it, it has enabled me to say no to so many things. And I am so fucking thrilled about saying no so this is like massive for me I'm really happy um yeah so that's good and then like I'm trying to think what else has happened this week um I don't know shall I say the things I finished should I say them should we do that here or yeah blast through them hell yeah so um I finished my audio book I finished my 
I'm, I cannot tell you how much joy it has given me to finish a massive project. Um, so yeah, I finished the audiobook. That is now with the guy who's going to do the mastering. Um, so I'm very relieved that that is done. Um, and I, you I shout actually, out Carl Hughes because he's an absolute audio wizard. He is. And if you want your audiobook mastered, you should go to him. We should probably put a link in the show notes to the other stories.net forward slash services. There you go. Um, and uh, I, I don't know where I was at last week with the anthology, but I have now finished reading all the stories. I have notified everybody um and uh i am in the process so i'm i've been giving feedback to patrons only patrons um just because there were a lot of people and i can't give feedback to everybody um so yeah i've got a couple left to do um but because that has gone through the next like that's finished around i that has also been a bit of a closing off now obviously that still needs to go through like the next round of edits um and the next phase but I'm putting a pause on that until November so that will happen then um yeah and then like the biggest piece for me this week is that I finally 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 unlocked Trey the book that has been killing me for three years and um basically made a decision to finish out the series with this book. So I I have got to add probably another 20K to the end of the book, um, but that's it. And then it's done. Like I've got to rejig a few things. That's what that is. This morning I was just re-outlining so I can make sure the timeline is right. Um, So once I've done that, hopefully next week I will be focusing on that. So yeah, like I have, oh, and I've like shut down, like there's a deal thing going on in the background. I've given that to, a thing that I can't talk about so that's sort of been shut down as well um in that it's not on my shoulders anymore um I finished all my presentations I've just got to write some notes for one of the other sessions I I might have to tweak a couple of slides but more or less I've finished all my presentations so I've got one that I'm presenting at this weekend one that's in October and I'm more or less done and like so that is another thing that I shut down and I just like I cannot like my achiever is so happy yeah that is literally what I feel like so I'm like going into next week with a few things that need tweaking and polishing and finishing off and then more or less tray is going to be the only thing that I work on for Mm -hmm. like the whole of October and Ellie is so awesome that she's agreed to compete with me in October so I know so she she, had competition no but she has other things like maximizer possibly developer I can't remember if she has developer but like things where she wants to help people do the thing and she I think she has high focus so she wants to also get like 20k done so she was like well if it helps you let's make it into a competition and I was like okay so um yeah anyway so suffice to say it's a very long two minute um update but like I'm fucking smashing the shit out of closing stuff down and it is glorious long overdue so overdue mm-hmm. yeah love it congratulations that's awesome proud of you mm-hmm. making it all happen my hmm, i don't even know like <laughs> i'm i'll full disclosure for people listening to this episode i woke up like two minutes before we were due to record just because this week for some reason it's just been really long for me and we had our nla live on thursday and one of the things that um one of the, our wonderful page, uh, patrons in there said about how do you basically get energy back? How do you energize yourself? And I responded 
with something that's been a bit of a, re- a revelation to me and is something that like I count my weird week <laughs> towards, um, which is I tend to, I've discovered about myself that I very much do like being in control of my week. And like, obviously there are parts of your job that you have to do anyway, because you know, it's just, you have to keep on top of things and you have to do certain things because that's part of your job. Yeah. But like, I like those when they're like to do with the things that centered around my why coming back to kind of like what you're saying about, you know, it makes sense to like peel away the stuff that doesn't actually take you to where you want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and but it, it has just been one of those weeks where like a few different things have popped up like my schedule has changed because of xyz and like it's just it's had a long running it's had a long run effect on me so i've not really had any me time this week which i really really do crave and there's a few different things for that number one is um like my week started a bit later because of reasons that were outside of our control uh I had a number of different meetings and things booked in that I said, I basically said yes to a lot of things this week because I finished the deadline on the book last week. And I was like, Uh, oh, that's cool because this week I can then do those things. Um, And so they've kind of like stacked up and made, like shifted my general routine. And then I'm going to say this a bit quieter because my dad's next door, but he's building a pagoda in the garden, which is now apparently my project as well. So any spare time I would have had, I'm out in the garden, like digging and putting bits of wood together, Um, which is one of those things like, realistically I don't mind it's just that it's been this week where I've like really needed those pockets of time and haven't been able to get them so it was literally like I was about to sit down and just like read Tuesday or Wednesday and then suddenly I'm like being called and I'm like because mm-hmm. I'm not not gonna help do you know what I mean like it's it's only it's gonna take a few weeks to do but it's just like I say it's one of those where there is no damn time at the minute <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I feel that. Um, <clears throat> I've had lots of things, lots of evenings this week. And um, because I have to go to bed earlier, I have to go to bed about half past 10, 11 at the latest to get six or seven hours sleep because of silent September. Um, I have not been reading. And um, it really hurts me. I didn't realise like how much it would hurt me. Well, so I've had a few realisations, obviously, in the Next Level Authors uh, Patreon Q&A, I was talking about how I'd realized that um, TV doesn't really give me any energy pennies like only reading does. I went back to my strengths report and it literally says in there, you devour the written word. And I was like, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. And that's why I do, because it (laughs) generates energy for me in a way that TV doesn't. But the thing is, um, not only do I need to read for energy, uh, I am also judging multiple things. And um, you need to read. Yeah, I actually ha- now have 13 days and I still have like 3.75 books to read. And like, yeah, I know. And that, like, so I'm, I'm twitching a little bit now. I'm like, oh, because um, I'm, I'm actually going to rearrange a podcast that I'm meant to be doing next week because I, I need the I need every single evening to just smash through these books now. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I've got to, actually I need to write that down because I've got to do that today because like I'm like, I cannot afford any more evenings where I am doing shit. Yeah, like I need all of my evenings to um read so yeah. there we go yeah so suffice to say it's been a bit of a weird week <laughs> uh weird week t-shirts are available on our Redbubble merch store um what have you enjoyed this week oh shit um i have enjoyed a number of things by the sounds of it yeah that's why i'm struggling because like all of the things um I have enjoyed, oh, you go first, sorry. So mine mine actually isn't a thing from this week, but it's something that happened a couple of weeks ago that 
I keep every week up when we finish recording the show. I'm like, why have I not mentioned this yet? Because I, this was really, really huge for, for me and for the other guys at Hawk and Cleaver. We won an award. <laughs> and I feel like really shit for not mentioning it because like it was, so this is horror is um, a podcast and a horror site that reviews and does all this sort of like amazing stuff. The guy who runs this is horror. Michael David Wilson is um, a good personal friend of um, mine and, and Hawk and Cleaver itself. And, uh, his, his show this is horror they interview like authors every week they've had some amazing sort of talent within horror and out even outside of horror on there so one of the big ones that he had um this year i think it was was uh, he interviewed chuck palanick which was an amazing interview if you ever get a chance to listen to that um and they run this is horror awards every year and since the other stories podcast which is the fiction podcast that i run with the hawk and cleaver guys launched in 2016 we've basically been nominated like pretty much every year to win the Fiction Podcast of the Year Award. And we've never quite got it. We've always been sort of just pipped to the post by Welcome to Night Vale or the No Sleep Podcast, who are huge. And they, they do some like fantastic stuff in the horror space. And this year we won. We found out a couple of weeks ago that we, we won the podcast, um, the, the award as Fiction Podcast of the Year. And me and Luke went on to This Is Horror alongside a load of other people within the horror realm who won their awards to do the show and to chat to Michael and Bob and... Yeah, just it's really nice to get that kind of like validation from the horror community that, you know, the other stories is putting some amazing stuff out there. And like, I I definitely am less involved than I used to be. Um, but Carl and Luke put in a hell of a lot of work. And I know that Luke listens to this every week. So, hey, buddy. Um, but yeah, those two guys really do keep it running. Luke does all like the production and keeps on with um, uh, he does like all the bits behind the scenes. He's the voice of the show. And then Carl, who, as we've mentioned earlier, is doing all your audiobook stuff, does like some amazing stuff just with audio in general. So, um, yeah, we won we won an award and we're very happy about it. <laughs> that is amazing. An award-winning so, podcast. Yeah, huge congratulations. That is absolutely fantastic. I hope you're going to put that on your, like, annual review. Make sure you put that on your wins list. Yeah, it goes everywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Huge congratulations. Now you're going to want something from me. God damn it. Um, I, there's literally nothing I haven't enjoyed this week. Wow. Yep. Wow. I've enjoyed Silent September. Whoa. Enjoyed, I know, I know. So we had a conversation this morning about um, <laughs> <laughs> what was going to happen. And it's really difficult because I love everything about Silent September except the mornings. <laughs> <laughs> so move the time. It's still going to be silent. It no, won't be September. That's when they can do like that's because you know a lot of lo- a lot of people doing silent September still have day jobs, so I don't know like evenings. Evenings, mm. yeah, but lots of people have stuff in the evening, don't they? Lots of people have you know like families that they need to. This know, this like, was my real kicker with like um, including me. <laughs> yeah, this was a real kicker with like arranging times for when I originally started doing boot camps and stuff. Was there's no right time that's going to capture everyone, mm-hmm. and it's a proper killer. But whatever time you do pick, the people who can make it will find you. So I think what I've decided on Silent September is that I'm having October off because I need to read and I need to input and I need to recharge my batteries. Um, And I do that best in the evening. And depending on how I do next month with my words and projects, if I get um, tray finished next month, which is my goal, um, I might do it. I might do Nano and I might do it for Nano. What Although I'm hearing is you're like, doing Nano. No, 
what I would like to do though is a night November rather than a morning November because like a alliteration and b I don't know but I don't think that's gonna I don't know we'll see we'll see um so yeah it really depends um dawn December fuck that um yeah so I don't know like I have enjoyed everything I have adored closing down projects i cannot like it's practically orgasmic the level of joy and ecstasy that i have received it has it has been months in the work like isn't it funny that it's a year at least yeah it is and i can't believe that so many things are closing down at the same time but what this tells me is that i opened up a load of stuff at the same time um like it's just such a revelation to me that um whilst i need like two or three projects on the go I can't have like five or ten on the go Um, revelation yeah I know it's like (laughs) (laughs) I can only juggle so much who knew (laughs) oh Dan Mike is a revelation to me (laughs) I have limits I didn't know I had a limit who knows that? Like, what? It's, um, it's a wonder. I know. I'm like so surprised by this information. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, God. Um, yeah. So, like, I'm not going to do that again. And I'm going to be incredibly careful about what I take on um, because I have a higher purpose. And so that is. Yeah, like I yeah. am full of joy and positivity this week. So, mm. yeah. yeah. And for me, it's because we, I can't remember what episode it was. Um, hold on, because I've got a thing here. Number one, I want, wanted to mention um, episode 67, what is your relationship with no, since you were talking about your relationship with no earlier. And I think that'd be a good one just for people to listen to in general, because I think it's really important. Um, and we also, I can't remember, it was an episode where we were talking about like whys and, and goals and things. Um, and my analogy for that is always like, if you're stranded out in the middle of the ocean, if you know where your North Star is, you can always like head in that direction and then left or right or anything else that pops over, you can basically just say no to. So whenever I think of like, you know, what what is this going to serve my like per- greater purpose? That's always like the vision that comes into my head is like, is it going to get me there? And if it's a no or even if it's like a, a kind of like tentative, maybe just like slash it because you want to be sure that you're going in that direction. Mm-hmm. So I love that. Weekly confessional. Dan will reach out to people to promote his boot camp. I have started doing that and I've reached out to some people. Um, I'm still, that's going to be an ongoing thing because I'm just trying to like take it as far and wide as possible um, and get started on creating resources for my NaNoWriMo preppers um, free five-day challenge, which I'm running from the 11th to the 15th of October, which I started doing that yesterday, actually. And I had like a good couple of hours in which I just sat down and started creating the resources. And it's, it's five days worth of content. Um, there's going to be sort of like sheets and videos and um, tasks and things. And I'm going to be honest, I'm really, really enjoying this. <laughs> like I, the last time I've done anything like this, it was about, I want to say 20, 2019, me and Luke ran a uh, how to write a short horror story in five days course on Facebook. And we had like a private group and we did sort of like videos and, and things like that. And I thought this, this is something, number one, it's nice because as part of it, I'm going back and sort of really refreshing what my mindset was when I did my first ever nano, because obviously the people coming into the, the, the prepper challenge, it's likely going to be their first nano or, you know, they, they quote failed, although I never count like not reaching nano as a failure. Um, but they're going to be people that 
need that help. And so I've gone back and really digging into what my first nano experience was. And I failed the first year, again, quote failure, because I still think writing 33,000 words in a month is incredible. Um, and yeah, I'm just using a lot of that to sort of like build the resources. And I'm really sort of like digging into it and tailoring what um, what that five day course is going to look like in terms of because I know what each day structure is. I've just got to break down the actual content for the thing. And uh, it's obviously something that I can then reuse each year. And I'm thinking of like ways to repurpose the content. And then it's still going to be useful again for when it comes to the actual nano bootcamp in which I can use the stuff that I'm creating to then energize and sort of like, uh, what's the word, tailor what I'm doing to help the campus. So yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it, but that's, um, that's done. Well, I've started, <laughs> I've got <coughs> four more days to do yet. Okay, Sasha. So, oh, go on. Cool. I have it for once. Ooh. I know oh. Sasha will create an L slash B Y A list work on the audio book um and work on shutting down tasks for others well that is a fucking bish bash bosh on that bad boy um i did create a list of uh lesbian and bisexual young adult books um i would like to ask if anybody has any recommendations please 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 can you send them to me um eventually i am going to be sharing this list in a certain way mm-hmm. um so anything that you give will be given back, which is great. Um, I got just under a hundred books. Um, all but one were trad published. So I'm really looking for any young adult authors who write lesbian or bisexual, pardon me, characters um, who are indie. That would be even better if anybody knows of anybody. Now, question um, as someone who is... Um oblivious to a lot of this stuff um and trying to learn is the fact that 99 percent of those being tried in some way a positive thing um it's neither here nor there to me it's just interesting information to me mm-hmm. um so i don't know why that is the case and i at the moment feel like it's just because i haven't looked hard enough or i haven't put in the right search terms or i i refuse to believe that there's nobody writing young adult lesbian and bisexual books who's an indie author that just can't possibly be um unless it is um you know don't know um so yeah like I have got a list of um a lot of books and I am going to be plowing my way through them um so yes uh, I finished the audiobook so chuk 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 um work on shutting down tasks for others boom 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 so yeah I I like smashed out last week I'm I'm still waiting on that thing that I asked you to do what thing oh just it's a couple of things you're taking the piss a little bit (laughs) (laughs) and then um our joint action was to arrange a strategy day which we have sorted for the 4th of October yep we're gonna go to a coffee shop or somewhere and we're gonna just take some time to strategize on business and shit Mm. We'll do some pre-planning. Uh, in Patreon news, welcome to the Madhouse, Jen Randall and Janelle Hardacre. Um, you get access to all of our episodes early before they even come out to the public stream. And you also can get involved in our live Q&As. We had one uh, on last Tuesday, last Tuesday, last Wednesday, last Wednesday. And we've also got our next one on October the 20th. So uh, tune in for that. And you are much appreciated for helping support the show and keep the likes on. 
We love I, you. <laughs> nice and simple. Yeah. Uh, so my notice for this week, I'm going to once again shout out my bootcamp stuff. Um, specifically, my preppers challenge. It's so. If in case I haven't said it clearly enough already, um, I on the 11th to the 15th of October will be running a free five day challenge to help anyone who's looking to get involved in Nano Remo this year get absolutely prepared and get their mindset ready and to know the obstacles that they're facing. I know that when I did my first nano, I had no idea what to expect for those first sort of 30 days. And there really is a, um, what I'd argue, quite a consistent sort of like up and down in terms of how you go through the month. And I've got a bunch of strategies to help people get through and to pull through the hard times. Um, most people generally tend to fail or at least quit on day three. So if we can get you past that, then that's kind of huge. Um, but the five day challenge, it's not a load of work. It's just literally a bunch of resources and things and, uh, interactive challenges to help you get prepared to know what's coming ahead and i've done it a couple of weeks ahead of nano because i figured it then gives you a couple of weeks to actually digest that information and you know any homework that you need to do you can actually set up because you don't you don't run a marathon by arriving at the start line you prepare so that's what this course is and you can find out more about that over at activatedauthors.com forward slash nano i if i my but Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Keepers, my first book, is on sale right now. It is 99p. So if you like kind of guilty pleasure, uh, teen fantasy, save the world stakes, forbidden romance, um, in a world ruled by fate with steampunk trains and all of that good stuff, then um, you can go grab yourself a copy of Keepers for 99p. Um, and I'm actually in a gigantic, uh, uh, like, multi-author promo. We should mention that. <laughs> yeah, we should. So not only is my book on sale, but Jenna Moresi's uh, The Saviour's Champion and The Saviour's Sister also on sale. That is dark fantasy, like blood, big competitions, forbidden love, all of that kind of good stuff. Badass is what it is. Yeah. Then there's some book by some author, something to do with like Wilcox or something. When winter comes is important. No one really cares about horror. So there's that. Just just very, Um, very quickly, tangentially, that is something that I've not mentioned is I've released a book this week. So as you were, carry on. (laughs) That's why I'm probably so tired as well. Yeah. So Dan's uh, epic 120 word thousand, 120,000 word whatever book about horror and like monsters and shit that's out it's really well written probably so this is why you're not my pr manager (laughs) um and then uh we've got soul taken by uh kate duncan caitlin duncan um and i know is it katie duncan though yeah i'll double check that one very very yeah double check that whilst i'm talking um and so that is young adult paranormal um and is awesome it's about like soul reapers and um there's like yeah there's there's humans and 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 soul reapers and katie katie yeah okay there we go and then what else there is iona whalen's ashes ashes i don't know as much about that book um that is also dark kind of fantasy um i love the cover though i do know that much and then we have helen scheurer mm-hmm. um and her oromir chronicles the first book heart of mist which i actually have on my shelf uh that i really want to read this year um although i might read lair of bones first i'm not sure I'm anyway, reading lair of bones you're reading lair of bones mm-hmm. what now 
I mean, I'm doing a podcast right now, but yeah, it's it's currently a read on, on my Kindle. As in, it's the book that you're reading right now? Correct. <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't make me feel competitive. <laughs> I, I want to oh read my, you're reading you. a book that I have and I own that I haven't yet read. I know. I'm Are you like, fucking high? <laughs> no, it's not. I want to read it. It's not fair. I've got so many other fucking books I have to read. I'll finish um, it before you do. Yes, I know. That's what's annoying me. And they like lord it over you. I didn't realise this would be such a, like a, a sore spot. Yeah, it is. it so far. It's really good. I know. She's a really good writer. That's why I want to <laughs> read it. <laughs> I know. I've read like snippets of it. And like, I'm really jealous. Anyway, <laughs> uh, whatever. Uh, so basically, there's loads of books on sale. I'll drop a link but, in the show notes. Yeah. Because it's all on Jenna's site. Um, but that promo ends on the 29th of September. So make sure you grab them while they're hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else have we got on this little list of ours? Level ups. Over to you, Sasha. Oh. <laughs> you said you had it. I didn't say that. <laughs> I said I needed one. And okay. It's not quite the same thing. Okay. John Cronshaw. <laughs> my fantasy series box set got put into prime reads in the US. Fuck. Only had um, other countries before. So we'll see whether that moves the needle. Also fixed a nightmare co-authored novel that became a solo novel and sent it to the editor yesterday. Also sent the first book in a new Assassin's Fantasy series and wrote the first two chapters for book two. He won. That's fucking amazing. That's a badass. Yeah. He must be prolific. That sounds prolific. Does he write full time? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. I'm actually going to check out. They they are very very good reads. So I've uh, I I met John through the post apoc space. He's got a series, um, Wizards of the Wasteland, which um, was fantastic, uh, and he's done a little bit of lit RPG as well. He's done a Blind Gambit series, um, which is also fantastic, and his Ravenglass Chronicles, which are the fantasy series that he's talking about, just absolutely smashing and killing in the, the genre. And it's really cool as well because I know that you're kind of. Um, uh, interested i guess in tarot and the raven glass series is basically each book was dictated by a tarot card that he pulled at random that then like kind of led the story so he's got about 20 odd books in that series that are just sort of constantly just selling and doing really really well but it's worth checking out because that was john's was also the the model that i took for when winter comes in terms of like the shorter episodic releases and he's doing fantastic things in that space so congrats buddy glad to hear it's all going well for you what's the is that john who that's is that the scottish john no that's john oh, brennan okay. ah okay okay this is, I'm, I, if i get this wrong it's gonna upset i'm really sorry john birmingham i think there's a brummy accent in there somewhere <laughs> uh, yeah I, I do know john cronshaw's now i'm looking at the work i yeah. recognize it so yeah. i think just because they're both called john and they both got a surname beginning with c i mixed up who they there's were a lot so, of johns out there I put the wrong work with the wrong face. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, I know, I know, I know who this John is also. Yes. Uh, so congrats, John. That's awesome. Uh, this, I guess, is our final reminder for the Level Up Challenge, because by the time we record next week's episode, it'll be, well, it'll actually be the final day of that challenge. So there might be one extra week in there. But, you know, we're hearing lots of good things about people nearing the end of their challenges. Um, you're looking worried. Have you done yours? Mine was just to input and I didn't specify any amount. I have input. Mm. Ironically, I've done less than I did in other months. But it's a failure in my mind. I'll buy you some eggs. Um... It's not a failure. However, <laughs> however, motherfucker, 
I am going to make up for it in the final quarter of this year because I am going fucking hard or going home, baby. So oh, I'm ready for this. It is so fucking on for the end of this year. I am telling you, it is. I am it ready is for on. this. Um, and mine was uh, I will launch the thing, and the thing equals activated office, as we learned last week, and that is rolling, and that is doing stuff, and I'm having a lot of fun right now playing in that sandbox. So level up challenge your really is your last week to get things done unless you want to be juggling eggs preferably in your living room although we haven't specified that anywhere <laughs> i'm just evil like that uh comments last week's question why community all right so we had a ton of uh comments so amy son said brilliant episode yes even the sweaty eyeballs part uh caitlin duncan said sometimes we all get sweaty eyeballs and it's okay edwin said as i've said before i'm a people pleaser which by definition requires that i have people around me that being said i've always been a hanger on rather than a valuable member of any such community oh i disagree i value you edwin so i'm not having that nonsense i'll pop that in the comments as well everyone needs yeah. an edwin yeah, they do. They really mm -hmm. fucking do. Like, mm -hmm. he makes me feel valued, so I'm not having that. Um, even my many outreaches through social media feel more like the same old, same old than the acquisition of any real connections. I can emphasize with Sasha's statement on how she found community when she stopped trying. Not all community per se, but I have never won recognition or an award for something that I set my mind on. Uh, but I have had recognition laid on me after I stopped to ask myself the question, am I having fun doing this? Then giving up on those things that generated a no answer. So I'm just going to pause here, which I didn't know I was going to do, but um, I think that Edwin doesn't realize how valuable he is. I have known Edwin, even though he didn't know who I was, since I listened the right to as well the right as well. Yeah. Exactly. He is such a fucking valuable member of the community. Like through his consistency, like he always comments. And I mm -hmm. don't think people understand how much I value them commenting and making thoughts. That's huge. Just knowing people are out there. Yeah. And actually giving a response. Yeah. Yeah. Like and and it's hard because, you know, we get so many comments on different things that I, I literally can't reply to all of them, but I read all of them and I appreciate all of them. So if perhaps I've missed a comment or I haven't like replied to somebody or, or whatever, like, please know that I have read it and I appreciate it and I appreciate you and you are valued because it's comments like that that keep people like us going. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to stop and say that. Um, OK, Emily Han. Uh, this episode hit close to home. You've probably figured out this already, but those people who stopped talking to you after you had your son were never your real friend, Sasha. They just wanted accessories for their party. I've always felt like um, I stood apart from the rest of society, even from as young as five years old. Maybe that's part of why we feel the need to create stuff. We hope to express something, um, pardon me, from the inside. Um, and someone else will say, hey, I feel that too, or even just I like that. Uh, P.S. I usually listen to all your episodes twice, but I reround this one about four times because I really thought Dan said he wrote 75,000 words in a day. <laughs> no, it was 80. Yeah. <laughs> um, CJ Dainton said, oh my gosh, Sasha broke my heart with her sweaty eyeballs. Um, I mean, onion sprinklers. I mean, the ice that rattled inside the empty cage of her heart <laughs> can totally relate. Made me wonder if she is an Enneagram 4. We don't often feel like we belong and yet want to. Uh, yet we don't want to because we don't need people, yet we crave connection. It's tricky. I don't actually know what Enneagram I am. Hmm. Um, I did mine years ago. I can't remember. 
No. Okay. So we've got comments from Meg and from Scott. And then we also had comments from Cassie on Patreon. Um, yeah. And then we also had comments on YouTube as well. But I think I might stop there just because um, that's quite a lot of comments I've read out. Thank you, everyone. Yes. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, and just on back on the whole, like when you stop trying, you find the thing that you're looking for. Like I wholeheartedly believe that because like it implies when you say stop trying, it implies that you were trying to put on some kind of facade. And then you're not attracting the right people to you anyway. And that's why those relationships never seem to last as well. Whereas if you stop trying, people see the authentic you and then you draw the people that are authentically matched to who you are. So it seems like a really weird thing because I think it's the same with like relationships as well. When I've really tried to like be a thing in a relationship, that's when it's always gone the worst. And when you start going like and knowing who you are and going, ah, fuck it, then you can just things just go a lot better. Yeah, I I think that's why I love my wife so much because she loves me for who I am and mm. I love her for who she is. And like, and I know of course that's what you do <laughs> it with your the people that you marry, but like or should. Really true. I've seen lots of non uh, non-examples of that. Yeah, but like you know, like she has command self-assurance significance in her. I think it's command significance self-assurance, but like even the things that some people say are bad, like, you know, people saying, oh, your personality is a risk to your reputation, uh, ex-wanker boss. Um, that's the bit she loves. And like, you know, yeah, I don't know. I love her arrogance. I don't want to say arrogance, but, you know, like, I love her confidence and her commanding, like, she's a fucking powerhouse woman. And I just, oh, I love that. So, <laughs> Yeah, I'm like dribbling over my wife. <laughs> there you go. Emotionless, heartless yeah. Sasha. Oh, fuck. I've done it again. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Question of the week is one that uh, I am shamelessly stealing from the incredible Tim Ferriss because he is, number one, he's an interviewer who I aspire to be to like his level because he has such thoughtful, such sort of um, provocative questions. And also, I just love this question in general. And I think there's so much sort of like value behind it and it could be very useful to our audience. So the question is, what is the book or books you've given most as a gift and why? Mm. Um, there's a couple. So I gave... Glennon Doyle's Untamed mm. to quite a few women. Gave a copy to my mom, copy to my friend, in fact, a copy to a couple of friends. So I'm wondering if that might, and I don't necessarily think I did that on purpose. It's just that she is so insightful. She does what I would like to do. Um, <clears throat> I And what I think we are getting to and what this strength stuff is doing, like, I know, I remember you saying like, epiphanies are exhausting, but um, <laughs> I, I love them. I I'm not saying they're not useful. I'm just saying they're freaking exhausting. They are, but like, I love epiphanies because it means I'm growing and I'm outside my comfort zone. But Glennon Doyle has this, ability to reflect and capture the heart of what 
being real and being human and feeling is all about in a way that is so relatable and so universal that everybody, male, female, gender in between, can relate to. And I didn't necessarily... I didn't necessarily get anything new from Untamed, but I felt this deep sense of understanding, like being understood and being kinship. seen. Yeah, kinship from that book. And like also, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we pause oh, our program for a moment so Sasha can have yet another epiphany. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what this epiphany is? No. Do you know what her story is? That she never quite fit in? She was married to a man. Do you know who she's married to now? A woman. <laughs> I really need to finish Trey so I can write some lesbian books. <laughs> of course the book appealed <laughs> to me. Of course it fucking did. Oh, for God's sake. You read with blinkers on. <laughs> I must do. Like I, I like, but I read it so long ago, and before I had the epiphanies, like about mm. that stuff, and like obviously it was appealing to something on a. <laughs> like I really genuinely thought it was appealing to me because, but like oh, it wasn't. It must have been appealing to me on that level as well. Anyway, suffice to say, I'm so crossing myself right now. Um, yeah, suffice to say she's amazing and I love her insights and like I don't know if this is just a thing about American people but I feel like American people are better at talking about their feelings like their culture is much more let's talk about this um whereas I don't I feel like in and this is a very sweeping generalization I do kind of feel like in Britain we are taught to suck it up and stiff up a lip and we don't talk about things that are you know, emotive in that way. Um, and I just love how they are able to capture themselves and like that reflection. So anyway, suffice to say, I gave away a few copies of that. The other book or person whose books I tend to either recommend the most, and I think I have given a few copies of, um, but not necessarily one particular one, um, is Joanna Penn's books. I am constantly recommending Joanna Penn's books for people who, um, who are coming into this business. Pardon me, hiccups. Um, so yeah, I would say Joanna Penn's books as well. I feel like... There are probably some others in there, but um, this is one of those things where I am seen on and it's really hard for me to remember. Um, did I send you a book once? What did I send you? I can't remember what I sent you. You sent me a few books over the years. Um, you sent me one of the Dear Writers. Oh, yeah. Because you were talking about a bit, quite a big discussion about writer's block. Um, and there was another one as well. Yeah, I did, did the grave grave whatever it was, but that wasn't that was more about that was graveyard about. book. Yeah, that wasn't that's not included because I love that book. 
what the graveyard book oh What's i don't know i know sorry you're thinking of, i'm thinking of a different one but yes yeah so i can't i don't know that I'm... golden apple yes that was the other one the golden apple um, <clears throat> yeah no that you're the only person i sent that to um <laughs> yes and i am thankful for that that unlocked a lot of stuff good um yeah, so in a really individualization way, I think because I do give a lot of books um, as gifts, but I think that I don't necessarily default to giving one book as a gift. Um, I try to find the book that that person needs the most in that moment and give that. So I don't know that I default to giving one book. Yeah, that's it. Okay. So the main one we've got out of that is obviously Joanna Pence, which I agree with her books are always sort of jam-packed full of not only like useful information, but current information because she does go through and update them quite regularly. Mm. Um, I think everyone who listens to this show will probably know Joanna's name. Mm. Um, and Untamed is one that I've not yet read myself, but I have heard a lot of good things about it. Um, to me, I don't know if this does go in the same category, but I... I read this year's uh, this year I read uh, Elizabeth Gilbert's Big Magic by recommendation from a friend and that unlocks a lot of stuff that had a very sort of similar like kinship vibe because it was very mm. much it's almost like a I give you permission to be creative in your own individual way which is wonderful her kiss story story that went the story that went to the other person is one of my favorite stories about creativity that I've ever read yeah mm. lush so mine, I've got um, so a handful of nonfic and then a few horror as well. Um, so I'll, I'll just start and go through it. Number one is um, Fuck It by Robert C. Parkin, which I read when I was 17. And I think, I can't remember if I've mentioned this on the show before, but it was a book that kind of unlocked a lot of, um, it basically gave me a lot of permission to just do things my way. So the principle of fuck it is that uh, it's kind of he emphasizes how in every religion, in every culture, there's a kind of moment where you let go of something and you can feel the weight shifting. So if you like, you know, you're stuck in traffic and you're really pissed off and then you suddenly like switch up, flip, uh, flip that switch in your brain that says, OK, I, I can't do anything about this. I'm just going to sit back and just like take off that weight. Like I'm going to be late for work anyway. In modern society, where we are generally less religious as a culture, we tend to say fuck it <laughs> so if we're stuck in traffic we're like oh we're gonna be late for work beep 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 and then we just go oh fuck it like what does it matter it's that letting go it's the permission that those two words tend to give us as westerners to just let go and it's a book that is sort of divided into lots of different chapters so it's got sort of relationships and finance and um like health and all this different stuff and it's basically sort of like saying fuck it to each of these things so if you're like in a relationship where you're unhappy and you get to the point where, I don't know, like you're thinking of ending it or something needs to change. It generally is like kind of like, oh, fuck it, I'm just going to do this. So it kind of just breeds that principle. When I was 17, um, I was, and I've sort of discussed this in things before, but um, I, I went through sort of about six or seven months of being like heavily, heavily solipsistic, um, which is basically a kind of mental phase where you believe that you're the only real thing in the world and everything else is sort of like made up to test you. And isn't quite like, it's almost like it's kind of like just a figment of your imagination and you're just floating through life. And I spent a lot of time at the end of each day, kind of just like overanalyzing every interaction I'd had that day with a person. Um, 
and you know i think there are many factors of that number one obviously like puberty number number two you've got like uh, i moved from a very sort of like stable area that i've been in for 16 years to a brand new area and surrounded with lots of new people and i was really sort of struggling to try and find what my identity was among all these people that are also trying to find their own identity so i read this book uh, around that point and it really kind of just gave me permission to go like it doesn't matter what they're doing like all that matters is what i do and what i decide to do with with my time and like all of those things that i'm kind of putting pressure on that are stupid's the wrong word but i can't think of another word um yeah like it, I, I read that book and it kind of just unlocked that and gave me permission to to be me and i've gifted that to quite a few people over the years because i think it's it's just one of those books that's he he frames it in a way that is really relatable and it makes a lot of sense and like i'm sure you've had moments before where you've been like really enraged about something and you've gone i oh, just like fuck it like it doesn't matter and it's just you feel that weight lift off your shoulders um so that's one of them uh fuck it by robert c parkin and i am noting all of these to put links in the show notes for people who do want to check out these books um Number two, I don't think it's a surprise to say uh, Stephen Pressfield's War of Art. I nearly said that one. I've given that to a lot of creatives, Um, mostly because, and to be fair, I I used to read this twice a year and I haven't yet read this this year and I might go back and revisit. Um, But for me, it, it really, it preached or tried to teach me the difference between when I'm procrastinating and when it's like, when I'm taking like, purposeful rests and like it i don't have to explain this other than to like say read the book but it's really one of those books where it tells you that you shouldn't just wait for the muse Mm. like you have to build a habit to be creative and it's like sometimes it's gonna be hard sometimes it's gonna be easy but it was one of those it speaks in a way that's really it just gets that message across and i think for any writer looking to do this as a sustainable long-term career the war of art really sort of frames things in a way that gives you permission to just keep going even on the days when it's hard yeah I think that it is marmite though because there are a few books that do that um and not all of them do it in the tone of that book um there's quite um there's quite a religious lilt to it it's quite a christian book in some ways especially sort of the latter half of the book um which I don't generally flare with but in general the, the principles they linked for me but no i agree there are some people that are a bit off that book but it's worth checking out it's only a short book as well so you don't really lose much in terms of um daylight um and then the last non-fiction that i recommend uh from my side that i've also gifted to quite a few people oh, i just remembered another one which i'll nod I on another one <laughs> uh, this is marketing by seth godin because i feel like there's I hated a that book really yeah i i think <laughs> we really are talking fucking cheese i know <laughs> why are we even friends anymore <laughs> no idea so for me this is marketing um i have a real issue with people who view marketing through a very business focused lens and see marketing as the cell as the data as like everything and don't get me wrong that's obviously like a part of marketing that's like sort of the, the tactics and the stuff that you need to actually like gauge and measure and um it's the tactile stuff that helps you in, improve your marketing and you know what's the point in marketing yourself if you're not trying to sell but i don't think it's comes as any surprise to anyone that for me this is marketing is a mindset book and it preaches the culture of what positive marketing is and seth godin is famously the person who talks about um finding your tribe so instead of trying to appeal to like thousands and thousands of people 
try and find your smallest viable audience because in doing that you create sort of a, a group of hardcore fans that you know you can interact with they'll sustain your career and all that kind of stuff and this is marketing teaches much more of like the headspace and the mentality about like doing good with marketing rather than I think what's traditionally been marketing seen as quite a negative part of business where it's almost like manipulative and you're kind of like trying to trick people into buying stuff it's not that at all it's community it's positivity it's 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 just all the good stuff that kind of like I believe in in terms of like how you should sell products that mean something um and Seth Godin's just one of these people who he's intelligent he's thoughtful he's always got sort of like a very very relatable analogy for what he's talking about and uh yeah that it just really really resonated with me and I've given that to, to quite a few people as well I do like Seth Godin I just didn't like that book mm-hmm. fair yeah. it's not for everyone I think it is um yeah yeah I just yeah I just connected with some of his other stuff more purple cow tribes tribes I liked yeah mm-hmm. there was uh marketing all marketers are liars or whatever it was <laughs> no I read that one to give that a go um one that I'll mention that I won't go deeply into uh Simon Sinek start with why yeah I think fundamental for anyone looking to find their purpose and understand like how you build something around a cause rather than sort of like again a manipulation tactic yeah I read um, that this year oh yeah Good great. Uh-huh. Uh, and then just two very quick ones that whenever it comes to sort of like horror readers uh, who are asking for recommendations of like good horror. Number one, anything by Nick Cutter. Um, Nick Cutter is the um, pen name of, I want to say, Craig Davidson. Um, Craig David. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it's Craig Davidson who uh, has, there is a, an old episode on a podcast where me and Luke have chatted to him. Um, amazing conversation. And he has a number of books. I'd highly recommend The Troop and I'd highly recommend um, Little Heaven because both of those books are masterclasses in how you incorporate the senses into a book. So it's not just, you know, the, number one, the stories are incredible and his writing and prose is, is just oh, exquisite. Um, but it's one of those books or it's those types of books that you read it and you feel like in in all of your senses like you can smell the things you can hear the things you can taste the things and he's very specific about trying to inject that into you, you get this all-round experience of what the characters are going through so i mean they are quite dark so if you are averse to horror i wouldn't recommend them but if you can survive a bit of horror and you're looking for like help with senses and stuff then check those out uh, and the other one is um adam neville's uh, the ritual because he just number one it's an incredible book uh, and i was kind of like ripped from the start but number two, he's very good at playing with tense and POV to really try and like build the horror. So most of it is in um, third person, past tense, omniscient. And then there's a couple of chapters where it just sneaks into first person present. And the way that he does it, and it's not it's not egregious. It's not like all over the book. It's a couple of chapters, but it just disorientates you and really adds to what he's trying to do. So it's quite playful in, in sort of switching POVs and, and just playing with pros so i i recommended those to a lot of people um so the one that uh, so i haven't brought this i don't think for anyone yet but i think it goes down as my most recommended book this year and will probably be one of my most recommended books self-publishing blueprint by daniel wilcox oh man thank you sasha <laughs> for the foreseeable future <laughs> um house in the cerulean sea by uh, tj clone yes. yeah I, I, I cannot tell you the amount of people that I have pressured into buying that book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and yeah, I suspect that I will buy copies for people as and when 
Mm. But yeah, it is. That is another one. I feel like you're you're the type of person that'd be really aggressive with recommendations as well. Like, have you read it yet? Have you bought it yet? No. Come on, I'm waiting. No. <laughs> no. Mm. Yeah. No. No, I don't think I am. No. Okay. I'm just like what I really, really, really like doing is finding that book that that person needs and then it has some kind of like impact on them and then they come back and they're like oh I love that book or oh it got me back reading oh I just remembered actually another person that I gave Untamed to so that probably is the one that I reckon I've given to the most people um yeah yeah there we go. So our question to you guys this week is what is the book or books you've given most as a gift and why? And I'm going to look forward to this because there could be some good ones there. Sarah Adams, the already overspilling TBR. Um, but yeah, get them over on, on the comments in all the usual places. And Sasha, how are you leveling up your business this week? So I figured that out before this episode and I've forgotten what I was going to say. Um, I am going to do enough outlining that I can start editing slash drafting tray. Um, I so that's one thing. Get to the point where I can hit go on that book. Um, I am going to continue shutting down tasks um, because. I still have to shut things down. Um, I'm going to read as much of the Kindle Storyteller books as I possibly can. Um, And depending on Carl, I'm hoping I will be able to upload the audio book, but that's not dependent on me. So I don't know if I should put that down. We can put that down as a maybe, like if it comes, then I can, then I can upload that. Um, yeah, I don't, I've already forgotten what I just said. All the things, it's recorded, I'll write it down. Okay. Um, okay, for me, I am going to sort out the launch for The Omens Call, because um, myself and Julie Heiner, will be going live on our Horror Writers Collaborative Facebook group on the 1st of October. And Julie is absolutely slaying it with ideas of like, if you ever want to watch how someone launches a book and has a lot of fun with it, watch Julie's launches because she has like rock bands, she has cocktails, like even like in person on Zoom, it doesn't matter. She just has fun with it and it's incredible. So I've kind of like let Julie lead a lot on what this launch is going to look like. And I'm sure there'll be lots of surprises, but we're chatting uh, on Monday about what a lot of that's going to look like. So finalizing that ready to launch an anthology, which will be a lot of fun. Um, I'll also have done 15,000 words of ghostwriting for the new book that I'll be working on. And um, I will have done three out of five days worth of content finalized for the Preface Challenge. I need to add one. I'll have completed Silent September. <sighs> Oh, now. Yes, you will, because it'll be the 31st. Yeah, no, it will be the first, because September only has 30 days. Ah, yes. Oh, so that's next Friday. 
yeah yes. we might need to record on a different day next week we can figure that yeah okay yeah nice that's exciting yeah you get your sleep back i know i'm so says. looking forward to sleep <laughs> <laughs> but yes um so question one more time for you guys what is the book or books you've given most as a gift and why um the promo that sasha mentioned earlier is running until the 29th of september so make sure you grab those books and for now we will see you next week bye 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 hungry for more if you enjoyed this podcast you can hear more of my angelic accent and dan's dulcet tones on our other podcasts for more of me check out the great writer share podcast For more of me, listen to the Rebel Author Podcast. We'll be back next week holding each other to account as Dan and Sasha become Next Level Authors. I like that you said like pops out your hands just go to your boobs as well. I love when she just pops out. (laughs) She does pop. Oh, my boobies don't pop there. For lollop. Ha, 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 ha.